Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. This week, Key is out on manoeuvres with his reserve unit, so I've called on the preeminent Steve Mutum, Frasier fan club admin, moderator, and general Frasier fan extraordinaire to help me out. Steve, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. I'm good, thanks, Will, and uh, obviously thanks for having me on. Thanks for, uh, well, a very rushed moment, just (laughs) half an hour of, you want to do an interview? Yeah, okay, yeah, I will, yeah. It has certainly been a bit of an, uh, an emergency recording today, but the fact that you're on hand is, is wonderful because we've wanted to kind of speak and get you on for an interview at some point anyway. So this has just kind of killed two birds with one stone and really, really helped us out. Um, I mean, obviously, listeners will have heard us mention you a lot. You write in each week. We talk about your work with Fraser Fan Club and we're going to get to that. Um, but when I spoke to John and Preston on earlier kind of interview episodes, I guess I started by asking them, what's your kind of earliest memory of Frasier or kind of your earliest memories, plural? My um, earliest memory for, yeah. for with Frasier is, is going to be watching it on a Friday night, probably after Friends used to air uh, nice. Channel 4, sort of nine o'clock and 9.30 was always the Frasier slot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was always more of a serious show, obviously, than Friends. Friends was that, as a teenager, I was probably 13, 14 when it came on. And uh, Friends was that sort of show you could relate to. Frasier was yeah. that snobby show afterwards that was just really, really funny. But you never yeah. knew quite why you found it so <laughs> funny. Because you're a teenager, you're a kid. Yeah. And um, I mean, the first first episode I remember watching was The Two Mrs. Cranes. Yeah, really? You can there remember might, the first episode you saw? There might have been others previous to that. But that's, but that's the, the one, one that... that stood out. Season yeah. four, episode one, The Two Mrs. Cranes. Absolutely has me in stitches, obviously. It's a classic Joe Keenan um, who Fast, I know has appeared yeah. on the podcast yeah. via oh, yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> I, proxy. I know his voice very well <laughs> by proxy. <laughs> um, but obviously, yeah, that fast, the, you know, all the mistakes that go on in that episode, Clive's accent, which we don't really want to go into because it causes too much trouble for listeners <laughs> and members of every club going. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of my earliest memories of it. And mm-hmm. my addiction to, to the show just grew and grew over the time. Um, I mean, I could go on and on, really, of how how I became more addicted to it. Um, but yeah, from that episode onwards, I just every every after, you know, it was nine o'clock. Let's watch Friends. Nine thirty. I've got to watch this next episode. Yeah. It's going to be Frasier again. Um, but I didn't realise until actually quite recently how much further behind we were than the US. They actually aired it probably about nine months before we saw it. Really? That episode aired in 1996 in the US. Mm-hmm. I think it was early 97 when we actually got it. So, uh, so that was the kind, that's the kind of year you're talking about now, kind of 97? Yeah, so or... I mean, I was born 83, so I'd have been 14. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, my earliest memories are quite a way away, but... Yeah, I, I love the fact that you were kind of watching it during like your formative years. And I, I like to think that it kind of rubbed off on you and had some kind of you know influence on how you developed intellectually, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a show that definitely gets you interested in certain things, isn't it? I mean, it introduces you to literature. Obviously, you're, you're very well versed in a lot of literature. But the sort of music behind it, sort of the class they show, the wine mm. they talk about such a show that just makes you think i wonder what that's like and you really want to find out more about it and i know that there's a lot of listeners to the podcast and and members of of fraser fan club on facebook people like brandon flint who are very much into um sort of orchestral and classical music Mm -hmm. and they appreciate the show for a lot of that yeah and you know and there's other people that drink a lot of wine you think do you watch the show because of wine or do you drink the wine because of the show yeah yeah or do you just like it the whole the whole package and that that show like you you know there's so much things about it or so many things about it sorry that you can just 
I don't know, just get into that environment. And like you've always said on the podcast, you and Key always say, it's just something about that sort of the atmosphere the show creates that you can just lose yourself for half an hour. It's not blar in your face. It's just a show that you can literally just go kick back. I'm in a good mood. No matter what, I'm going to watch this show. And it's, it's almost, I don't know. It's a show that can hug you. It's a show that can just take you in and, and yeah, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, I I think saying a show that can hug you is a really wonderful way of of expressing it because I always a lot of people have said this online before, and I've kind of seen this as well. And when I wrote like some kind of retrospective article on Frasier for this kind of film magazine, like it's that idea of Frasier being like feeling like home or like a good yeah. sitcom feels like home. Um, and you know the next episode we've got to record after the focus group is you can go home again, and all of these things are kind of converging in one. But I think that's one of the things I love about it and when I look back at all the different times I kind of went through a rewatch cycle it was because I was kind of seeking that comfort and that kind mm. of feeling of home and you know that's certainly been something you've experienced is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean you, you talk about that last episode of season three you can go home again I believe that's the one where he listens to his first show is it not I think so and it's so like hello Seattle well, so <laughs> my question as the interviewee here to the interviewer would be mm. Are you going to listen back to your first episode one day? You're going to sit there and go, "Well, Key, we're in for a bumpy ride." We're in for a bumpy ride. I mean, I have a glass of wine here, so maybe this would be a great time to go and listen to it. But I've actually listened back to that episode a few times actually because it's got like a disproportionately high amount of downloads compared to the others. Because obviously, a lot of people would have put that on, you know, just to test the waters and see what this podcast's all about, and that dictates whether they carry on, which I kind of hate because obviously that's the one episode where we use terrible mics and stuff. And even though I've yeah. put like a, a pre, you know, um, a kind of a, a prefixed message saying, you know, this is going to sound bad. Um, but if you want to kind of jump ahead a few episodes, by all means do. Um, but I weirdly, I like the fact that it's a bit lo-fi. It's a bit amateurish. It sounds like it was recorded in the bedroom, which every episode is. Um, so maybe like Frasier nostalgically re-listening. Maybe I can empathise a little bit with that, I think. So now, so now that I've heard every episode of the podcast, yes, I guess that at some point you might come to me and say, there's one episode me and Kia missing. <laughs> and the one that I've got on tape. Fact- I've taped all of them, but I don't, I don't collect anything. I haven't got the, the good place of the Simpsons episode. <laughs> the fact they're all digitally out. archived is a very good thing. I mean, obviously, this is a, a luxury Frasier didn't have. But I do, we, we pay a subscription every year to keep our podcast episodes live. And I think, you know, when we finish the podcast, we'll obviously have to continue paying that every yeah. year because once that ends, the podcast ends, and there's something weird about our relationship with physical media, i.e., Frazier and his tapes, to the world we live in now with kind of cloud based server storage and things. And it's kind of nuts to think if we just decided to stop paying that or something, or some problem happened payment wise, the Everything podcast would cease to be. You yeah. know, and I mean, I've got I've got the files on my computer. So if any emergency ever happened, we have them um, and I've kind of got them backed up on a hard drive and stuff. But it's kind of scary to think about a little bit. Um, and, it, you know, I kind of get Frazier's obsessiveness about losing a tape. See, now um, that's why I've still got the whole show on DVD. And I haven't. Yes. Got, I know. I know that I think you've Likewise. mentioned before you've got the rainbow colored. I have uh, a, yeah. set um, all in yeah. one on my shelf. That's one thing that I'm going to have to actually buy at some point. I've still got 11 separate boxes. Wow. How much space and, do they take up on your <laughs> Yeah, I mean, probably three times what you've got. <laughs> um, 
I mean, they've got four DVDs in each box. Mm, um, same with these. Sound like a lot, but it's yeah. it's a fair amount because they don't stack them together. They're all sort of individually boxed. Yes. The problem is season two and season three, which will come up with the uh, the coffee count part that I, I'm doing at the moment. Is mm-hmm. I had to actually look up some of the script on a couple of them because the DVD has been so used, it's actually worn down. Really. And it doesn't play certain parts. It starts to skip, and I think Do you know what? We're not in Novosa. I don't have to worry. Yeah. Let me try and spin on a bit. And then I've had to go on to uh, KSCL and actually look at the script and go, great, they don't order a coffee. I have to worry about it. <laughs> I, have, I have made use of those facilities myself on KSCL. It's desperate times when this DVD starts to me you think, please, just make sure it's not a Nervosa scene. I can skip anything in the, in the, uh, in the apartment, but I need these Nervosa scenes, mate. Yeah. No, I, I've definitely had discs that are starting to wear on me. I have a feeling season eight or so. I don't know why, because those are probably the later seasons are the ones I watch the least. But for some yeah. reason, they seem to have just kind of taken a nick here and there and they they kind of they start they started to perish in the xbox which i still use my old xbox 360 whenever <laughs> i watch something it's the only time it ever gets turned on um, and an xbox as a dvd player this is retro it's very i mean that is like future. you don't understand it's retro futurism it's that like you know old-fashioned now um so i mean you mentioned the two mrs cranes and i love the fact that you can kind of although you say there might have been other episodes before that for all intents and purposes that's your kind of first that's my first first step i mean I obviously won't say what my favorite episode is because it's all part of the the mystique of of the top 10. (laughs) But I I have a gut feeling it was my first, but I can't say that for certain. And I I worry that I've retconned and kind of retrospectively made that a memory that's not true just because it's my favorite episode. Um, And I wish I could remember. But I mean, obviously, when we get to that episode, I can talk about that. Um, but it's it's interesting about whether or not your first ep remains a favorite. And my next question is favorite eps um there might be a singular one there might be a few talk to me about episodes there is there is a favorite episode and it's my mm-hmm. coffee with niles oh okay i love that um in, in my top 10 and key not in keys but he wishes it was retrospectively he'll replace so. that at some point at one point he'll look back at that he'll have to. So, so close that needs to be at it least to number be 10 i've got yeah. to shift one of these out mm-hmm. i mean that's an episode that just it has got it all I mean, I like bottle episodes. A lot of people know that I like bottle episodes. Yeah, I'm so, so That's, with you. That is a definite bottle episode. Um, the on and off again, Luck Hari, the waitress coming over constantly yeah. with mistakes. So <laughs> good. Never good enough. So good. Um, and the fact that it's set in real time, you know, nothing ever happens in the show other than I think that episode and maybe dinner party in season six, is it? Are they, are they but, the? I was just thinking, are they the only two bottle episodes that we can point to as? I think, I mean, Ski Lodge, oh, I, I, there's the bit at the start. Do you want to go it, away? But, but it's almost away. one, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it heads to one other scene. Bottle episodes are very hard. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a producer or a writer, obviously, for a sitcom, so I can't really say how their process works. Mm-hmm. Bottle episodes were normally only set in one location. Normally, a location they've already got. They don't make a new set. Yeah, because it's all about saving. So, um, but I mean, dinner party again. Never outside the apartment. Pretty much in real time. Nothing else happens. That is it. And and that's that's another classic. I mean, dinner party is right up there. I mean, that would probably almost be a number one for me if my coffee would last didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, going through other favorite episodes, I mean, you've got so many. You've got Out with Dad, another, I think that's another Joe Keenan classic. It is. Lodge is another Joe Keenan It classic. is. Keenan just, <laughs> it's just non stop bangers with Joe Keenan. Um, 
and uh, the Doctor is out, which I believe is another joke. <laughs> so you can tell I like bottle episodes. I also like farce. Yes, <laughs> I like joking. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of them are just just great episodes. And a, an unpopular opinion I have of one of my favourite episodes would be a lot of people don't like the fact I like Fraser's Edge. I remind me, is that the one where he sees Tewksbury? Yeah, and yes. he he sits there and he analyzes himself. And I the whole like time that. Says, yeah, I'm sorry, good. caller. I can't help you. Mm. And I think the fact that it it's not a laugh a minute sort of thing, other than Tewksbury shouting, "Make it an hour!" or you know, "God help me!" out the window or whatever. <laughs> his wife, because he just can't get rid of Fraser. And oh, no, I think it's Fraser shouting out the window, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he, he says his wife, "I'll be half an hour. Make it an hour." <laughs> and um. I just like the fact that he has to analyse himself. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that Tewksbury gives him that speech and, you know, that's just a totally different type of writing. And again, I think a lot of people might not like that episode purely mm-hmm. because it's a bit more serious. It's a little bit more out there and it's not typical Frasier, mm. you know? And, yeah. and for me, I like that. I like the fact that he has to analyse himself. I like the fact that it's a little bit more serious. Yeah, I, I think it's a really great episode. I mean, you're right in that the, the more serious or kind of hard-hitting episodes don't tend to, to rank that highly. I know Rooms with a View or Room with a View, I can never quite remember if it's plural or singular. Um, that never seems to rank that highly for a lot of people because it's obviously dealing with something really kind of heavy. And you know, Is that the of... one that Preston said he did like or he didn't like? I, can't I don't remember. think he likes that. I think Pre- Preston says he doesn't like to be reminded of his own mortality, which that episode yeah. very much does. Um, and I think that's a sentiment a lot of us share. Um, so that episode is an example. It's an example of one that, yeah, maybe doesn't rank that highly because of those reasons. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like I like Fraser's Edge. Um, and just going back to like, the bottle episode and stuff, and you know, you saying the fact that they take place in in settings that they they already have because they're saving on budgets. Like, if you were going to pick an iconic bo- bottle episode, it's either the apartment on Navosa. I can't think. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe the missing piece was one bottle episode at KACL, and then you've got the kind of triumvirate of, of the three locations i see, mean i can because you I can only that. imagine if you were going to make a bottle episode at kacl it's got to be there's a power cut we're locked in i love it's, that that's that's where my mind goes immediately and i just think that would be so good but then did they not do that was it dark victory when they do it in the they've already done a cut app, yeah, so. so they could have done a blackout at kacl a lot of fumbling around a lot of noel and uh obviously bulldog would be touching the women inappropriately he would be on the people. prowl he would be on the whereas prowl. in the apartment i think it was niles with daphne no one not, minds that not your, not your <laughs> problem daphne <laughs> and no one minds that niles was doing that with daphne but i think if it would have been bulldog and ros at ksl there would have been complaints it's a different it's a vibe. Whole different reason key, key and i do regularly talk about like the line that niles very carefully straddles with daphne <laughs> um but yeah like i love that and like i think maybe like you know, some of the episodes where they had to do like a late night shift, like where Kate throws them on the yeah. late night shift, like just a whole episode set there, like during the, you know, through the night. I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of biasing my own interests here and all the things I'd love to have seen on the show. But I just think that would have worked so well. Um, and if my coffee with Nars and dinner party are evident of anything, it's that it works on Frasier. Yeah. Like the dialogue is so tight. It's not like a bottle episode on Friends where the dialogue isn't quite as snappy and you know meaty see um, now i am a fan of friends which i know a lot of people i am i am i am a big, like I'm a big fan of friends you can't, um, you can't like it you're in good company here 
But were we talking about bottle episodes? And I know it's obviously it's not Fraser related, it's friends related. Oh no, please go. I think it's the one where they're all trying to get ready. The one and, where no one's ready. I was just yeah. thinking about that. I love that episode. They want to get ready and they constantly just go into bedrooms and they're screaming and shouting at each other. I just like we've got five minutes and that's all yeah. he wants. And again, for me, that's perfect comedy. And whether you Absolutely. like the show or not, it's captive. You're all in there. You're all watching Ross get frustrated and you're watching everyone else be assholes, basically. <laughs> Why can't you just get ready and go? Because I am and- Ross in that episode because I'm, I'm a punctual person and I'm waiting on other people. I got to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about that episode and I know, I don't know if you've seen the Friends reunion they did recently. I haven't um, watched it yet. I hadn't until my brother kind of flipped through bits with me. So I, I've seen 75% of it. But they mentioned that episode as kind of a, a, a favourite amongst the cast. And that was filmed in real time as well, yeah, uh, yeah. much like um, My Coffee with Nars. So it has that flavour already of, of a bottle episode. And yeah. It's got all the blueprints there. Um, but no, no, I'm with you in liking Friends. It gets a bit of a bad rap, rep, but I just think, you know, it's... It's of its time. It's a nostalgic for many of us. Like, I just, yeah, I think it's great escapism and very watchable. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when, like I say, when I was 13, 14, when they were starting to come over here and, and like I say, Fraser was straight afterwards, mm-hmm. you can relate to Friends in a way that you can't relate to Fraser. I wasn't a 35-year-old male watching it. I could and see you didn't the humor listen to Tchaikovsky, presumably. No, no, <laughs> no, and I, I didn't say, you know, you know, I didn't grow up like Fraser at school wearing... Uh, wearing was it elbow tans and tweeds and elbow badges? <laughs> I didn't and carry an attaché case. <laughs> <laughs> you took your you took your PE kit in a normal bag. I can assume. Not I think the blame here is 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean, you could. I think back then you could look to aspire to be Fraser. You could mm. think one day I might have that apartment. But when when you're watching Friends, you can look at it and go, I probably will have that apartment at the age mm. of twenty three. Maybe at 35 to 40. Maybe not in the middle of Manhattan, but somewhere, you know, somewhere. Yeah, Um, it's just, you know. You actually look at the size of that apartment and what it would cost to rent these days. It almost doesn't bear thinking about, but... Frazier would have had to be a millionaire. That simple as that. Yeah, completely. Um, And same goes with the friend's apartment as well. Like, I know, I think Monica... The story is Monica's inherited it from her nan, I think. Um, Yeah, I think her her grandma dies and it's mm. rent-controlled and they just never really admit she lives there. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. They drop that in there after a season or so, and you just (laughs) can't believe that. Someone's obviously questioned it, the producers have heard, but they never mention Frazier's. They just, he's rich. Yeah, yeah, just deal with it. You think the the apartment on on Friends, you just think like in midtown Manhattan, the price that would be a month rent wise. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't bear thinking about. Why is it Um, so much bigger than anyone else's in the apartment block? (laughs) Yeah, so much bigger. Um, You've talked about some favourite Fraser reps. Do you have any kind of least favourite? I mean, we're not a particularly negative podcast, but we do encourage people to vent. Um, Fraser's not a perfect show. There are a few perfect shows. I don't have any episodes I don't like. I know that a lot of people don't like Freudian sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually really enjoy it. That's I a like controversial, uh, a controversial episode. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just bringing it all in now. I've said friends. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Hope you're yeah, ready for your listeners to just drop <laughs> off at this point. No, he's <laughs> mentioned that episode. Um, Freudian sleep's interesting to me. I actually really enjoy it. I mean, it's got the singing and dancing. It's got the all all the blonde girls that come in dressed as mine. <laughs> the artists keep bringing in, sorting out all the issues. A lot of people don't like the Daphne fat part and, you know, she, he breaks the baby and all that. But I just think it's it's outside the box. The producers and the writers were doing something new and different and fresh. And 
it's just entertaining. It's an oddball episode, but I, mm. I enjoy that. I mean, for a worst episode, it's not even a worst episode, probably the one with Nanny G. And that is reason, a tough one. It's because it's awkward to watch. It's, it's pure drama. cringe humour, isn't it? And it's a show that didn't rely too much on cringe humour. Kelsey, dressed as a baby, is just... It's a lot. It's not watchable. It's just not, those seconds make that episode drop <laughs> yeah. down. But, I mean, she's got the line, hasn't she? She's got the line of, do you know what it's like to play the same character for 20 years? It's so Straight good. back up. Do you know what I mean? As soon as that comes out, you go, actually, this is a good episode. Yeah, well. I love that meta. The only... Twist. I think... The reason Freudian Sleep, again, could be a bad episode, and I'm not saying it's personally my least favourite. I don't think I actually have a least favourite. I have mm-hmm. parts of episodes I don't like. But again, Freudian Sleep, if I ask you this, Will, Go give me for a it. quote from Freudian Sleep. <laughs> I, I, I literally I literally <laughs> couldn't. Yeah, I, I, all I'm thinking is Niles saying something to the, the plumber, in quote marks, about like something in the bedroom. Um, exactly. It's not quotable. That's the only bit I can remember. Um, you can go on IMDb and search for it. Look at Fraser quotes, Freudian sleep. <laughs> thumbs up. There's nothing there. Nothing there. No, I just, no. I've never seen it even in, I mean, I've been what an admin and mod on, on Fraser fan club for probably coming up to five years. And I think I'm probably the only person who ever tries to find a quote when I watch that episode and chuck wow. it on. And it doesn't get much of a reaction. Going, <laughs> Is he even quoting the same show? Yeah, oh, people yeah. will be like, I've you really never, it. have I seen this episode? Yeah, I didn't, you all yeah. skip it. No one knows there's a quote in the episode. <laughs> Um, I mean, we've got a few years on, on We're Listening before we get to that episode, but I'm looking for, weirdly, like all the episodes that maybe don't get as much love or that I personally have had slight issues with over, over the years. I mean, next up is the focus group. We obviously have Beware of Greeks. I'm looking forward to reviewing them more in many ways and episodes we've have gone previously because I haven't seen them half as much. I probably they're gonna feel fresher. I feel like I'm gonna be saying things that I haven't been kind of you know thinking on for years. It'll slightly be slightly more original, I hope. Um but yeah episodes like that that can be a bit controversial end up being kind of interesting to talk about. With the with the focus group coming up, sorry, sorry, I'm 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 asking you the questions again. Please do. This is this, I'm loving this day. <laughs> this is good banter coming up. Is that yeah. is good banter? Yeah. <laughs> with the focus group being your next episode, I mean, mm-hmm. how does it feel for you to technically be the focus group? You're focusing on Fraser's show, mm. so you are the focus group. I mean, are you going to watch the guy <laughs> picking his nose and eating it? Or <laughs> Ten dollars says he eats whatever he finds. <laughs> But, I mean, your podcast technically is that focus group. I mean, mm. you've got Key that occasionally just turns up and says, I just don't like it. And yeah. you're the one saying, but we should like this. And <laughs> it's funny. Hopefully no one burns down your newsstand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But, you know, like it's, it's exactly the same kind of principle. You know, we, we've had like, we've talked about on the podcast before, like one negative review on iTunes, um, which... I can't really make sense of what the, what the person was requesting. I think it says more more direct conversation relevancy or something. Um, <laughs> I mean, if that means don't have any tangents, I'm sorry, but this podcast is going to keep them. Um, but in many ways, that's like being you're the focus group, and then suddenly you're being focused apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it is strange because we're not the only podcast that does this for Frasier. We're you know we didn't invent the rewatch podcast. I've been around for a few years now. Um, it's a weird thing. You think, why do people want to listen to an hour, an hour and 20 minutes of two guys talking about a 20 minute episode of a 20 year old podcast? Um, you know, older than that. And you can't explain it, can you? Like, it's just, I don't know why people listen to us. Um, you know they- why I listen? 
but they do. Please, there's actually two reasons I listen. One is about a year and a half or a year or so ago, a gentleman called William Carroll got in touch with me. Yes, I did. Podcast. (laughs) That's the first reason. The second one is I think people can't get it enough because you can't rewatch the show again. No. And listening to someone else talk about it and bringing up anecdotes about it, bringing up, you know, the sort of tangents you two go off on that relate to the show. People relate to that. And Mm. what I enjoy is on a Monday morning, I know I don't listen to it on a Sunday night as I probably should when it gets first released. Oh, no, I don't. People listen to it whenever you want, whenever you want. It's the fact that I can turn it on, I can hear quiz questions that I can try and compete with you guys on. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, the, when the first ones were happening, when uh, Hamish and Corey and uh, their merry band of quizzes mm. didn't write in, it was, you'd ask Keith some questions and he'd ask you some questions. Oh, and right. I used to find, I'd be willing him on and be going, this is the answer. Come on, this is the yeah. answer. You know it. Come on, Key. You know this. You know <laughs> this. You must know this. And you'd go, oh, brilliant, Key, you got that answer. I'd be like, yes, I got that as well. <laughs> and it's sort of opening with that makes you go, do you know what? I want to know whether I know more than these two. And yeah. sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I think, Corey, you really got that one. I mean, how the hell did he ever remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then <clears throat> it's, it's, it's brilliant to hear not only your enthusiasm, but the way you can dissect an episode. And maybe I think... Well, I never looked at it that way. I never, mm. I never saw that, or I never heard that quote that way, or, or I never knew that that was a literal reference to this or a music reference to that. It's the fact that you guys have studied that, picked up on that. I mean, it, and you're fun with it. You're both hilarious when you, when you get laughing <laughs> about something. It's just even better. And then obviously you've got the listener mail, and, and again you've got people who are writing into you to not only tell you they enjoy the podcast but they're picking up on things and they're saying, well, actually you mentioned this and mm. I saw that in that episode. And I then think, wow, there's another perspective. And I want to go and watch the episode again. It makes me enjoy it again. Cause then I'm looking at it going, Oh yeah. And then he does that. Like they mentioned on the podcast, it's like <laughs> I'm watching it fresh again. It brings things back. And I mean, I've now, I, I now listen to this as a regular podcast. I listen to a safe by the bell podcast. Cause I'm a bit of a geek with a lot of nineties TV. Oh, well, I respect that. And massively. Then, and obviously, being British, I listen to a Red Dwarf podcast as well, which mm-hmm. I know he would like. And I'll, I must send him the link, actually, if he's not listening to it. I think it's called Shipwrecked and Comatose. Nice. And um, and they do exactly the same thing. They go through every single episode step by step. And I'm now looking back at it thinking, I've been watching this, this sitcom. I mean, I started watching Red Dwarf probably in 1990, 1991. So I was about seven or eight when I got a hold of that. And I didn't wow. know what it was. It was just a sitcom set in space. And uh, I probably, again, I found it funny when I was eight. But then I found it funny when I was 15. And now I find it funny for different reasons. And I pick up on new jokes. And, and as you've grown, you think, wow, actually, this is this is even better than I thought back yeah. then. And again, listening to a podcast just transports you back there. And you go, these guys are my age or whatever. And, and they're listening to this or they're watching this. There are other people out there. It's not just me addicted to this show. There's others as well. And yeah, we're all yeah. together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like I say, some of it, the, the podcast is just the fact that it brings the show back alive. 20 odd years later or is it 17 years ago it finished in 2004 now Frazier yeah yeah you're bringing it back to the forefront I mean if the reboot happens or reimagining or whatever you want to call it now if that comes back your podcast will go mental because everyone will go I wonder what it was like listening to this I need to catch up I need to yeah. know everything that's going <laughs> am I going to watch it am I going to listen to it I need mm. to know everything before this comes back you'll get a lot of new listeners and you'll get a lot of you know, current people that are listening want to listen to more. Like I say, it's just you can't get enough of the show. You want to absorb more. 
And I think that's why podcasts, especially like yourself, is so popular because people just can't get enough of the show and there's nothing new happening. You're the new thing that's happening to that show. Mm. So, I mean, that's why I listen. Obviously, you introduced me to it, but that's why I still want to, to listen to more. Well, I, I, I thank you. First. That was a long explanation. I apologise for rambling. Please do not apologise. That's exactly <laughs> why I wanted to speak to you tonight, Steve, because I knew I could rely on I'd rely on you. But I mean, such kind words there. Thank you, obviously, so much. And obviously, I speak on behalf of Key as well. But I think, yeah, sending you that message, you know, a year and a bit ago, just kind of inquiring. I found Fraser Fan Club, and I think here's the moderator. You posted a lot. I kind of got you got the you know the 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 feeling that you were kind of you know a prolific user of this of this fan club at the time i didn't know if you were a moderator or admin etc and i just thought this is the kind of person who maybe i should just fire this across to and, and see what they think and you were so receptive immediately and i think it was that was that was the watershed moment for the podcast kind of getting its its place online and kind of expanding from there you know it certainly wouldn't be where it is now without that kind of interaction and you know without you, yourself and ffc kind of being as hospitable as you were um and yeah, I think... welcome. I mean, I'm really pleased that we managed to sort of connect in the way we have, and obviously with Preston, with Hamish. I mean, we're not, <laughs> I say that is a global sort of thing. I mean, there's like five or six of us that talk on a on a daily basis, and it, and it includes all the corners sort of, of the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, that is a great way of reaching out, and it and it's gone worldwide. And I'm really pleased for you that you, I think is it now you've reached 100,000 downloads. Is it? We have this week. Oh, sorry, I made the announcement for you, but I've got oh no, no, I've already online. I've already but yeah, this week 100k, which is just crazy um to think about but um yeah what you were saying a minute ago as well about kind of nostalgia and about this being you know the new thing for fans of the show and stuff a lot of people very recently actually have kind of writing in just saying they're how much they love hearing like the fact that me and key you know mid-20s that there are people their age that still like Frasier because like oh none of my friends like Frasier or you know I kind of grew up being you know the oddball and no one watched it um I kind of always took for granted that people my age liked Frasier because when I was like 18 or whatever my mm. friends watched it and we spoke about it and I was like this is just the norm this is common all 18 year olds must watch Frasier you you rapidly find that's not the case um but yeah I think I think it helps you know the fact that we're you know maybe a bit younger on the demographic that grew up with Frasier and um a lot of people seem to like the fact we're from the UK. You know, if one of us, if something happened to me or Key, I think you would be a very willing uh, replacement for us and the viewership would not diminish at all, Steve. Well, you, I hope nothing happens to either of you, you've but got I'm, that, you've I'm got always that up British, for coming on and having a chat. You've got that British <laughs> twang, I think, that could carry it. Um, I mean, we've alluded to both of us, FFC, Fraser Fan Club on Facebook, obviously a huge part of this podcast identity and we're just immensely grateful to it you know every day um what has it kind of meant to you as a fan kind of being a moderator and admin on that and the people you've met and yeah just talk to us talk to us about your ffc experience fraser fraser fan club's a strange one i mean i uh it's actually when I moved into the house I'm in now, as you can kind of see in, mm -hmm. in the mess that we explained. I can say to <laughs> listeners, a very nice looking house. <laughs> Other than the mess behind me in the bedroom at the moment <laughs> where we're recording this. Um, we moved in this house in 2016. I sat down one night and again, a bit like you are now, I had a glass of wine. I believe I was just searching through Facebook and I was searching for something with Frasier. Mm -hmm. And it came up as a group and I just clicked it, joined it. That was it. And um I mean, at that point, I think we had way under 10,000 members. I mean, we're up to sort of 18 and a half, 19,000. It's grown a lot, yeah. And um, it was just, it, I mean, it was Austin. He'd he'd started it. I mean, Austin's a very young man now. I don't think he's far off your age, maybe 25. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a massive lover of the show. And um, 
a couple of months after I'd been in the group, I was sort of chatting to people and we were all just, you know, posting the same sort of things we are now, our favourite quotes, you know, should Daphne and Niles got together, the same old things that go round and what's your favourite episode, what's your worst episode? And uh, I got a message from John Bill one night saying, uh, you get on really well with the people in this group and uh, I've just been made a moderator and I wondered if you'd want to come on board and help me moderate the group. I love that. I love that. And uh, me and John have now spoken 24-7 for five years. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> I, I wake up in the sorry. morning and I've got a message on Facebook from John and I go to bed at night and the last thing I normally do is go, John, I've got to go to bed. It's a time zone difference. <laughs> John's in sort of the Boston area, so he's five hours behind us. And uh, yeah, if we're not talking baseball at the moment, we're talking Frasier 24-7, literally all day long. It's the longest chat I've ever had with anybody via Facebook that's just consistently been going. I just love that, that Frasier weirdly has the power to kind of forge these connections. You know, the podcast's done that for us and, you know, John's done that for you. It's, It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. And obviously with Robin and with Hamish, who are also moderators, we're we're, we're chat literally every day. All four of us will be on it. At some point, there'll be messages flying back. And even when we're dealing with someone who's been a problem in the group or someone who wants to be admitted to the group, even then we can still sling a quick Frasier quote straight back. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's, you know, should we let this person in? I say, well, do you think I'm elitist? And John will always say, of course you are. You don't have to worry about that. And it's, it's that sort of, and again, that's nice banter. That's a, that's a very common one, but just that sort of, yeah, the, the jokes just fly constantly. I mean, mm. John can outquote anyone, to be quite honest. If you want to phrase your quote, send me I think between the two of you, back. you've got the whole show <laughs> covered, like encyclopedically covered, I think, between the two of you. I find sometimes in that group, me and John are uh, like you and Key, but for a Facebook world. If I put on there, John, is Peter O'Toole going to be a member? He will reply with <laughs> No, and he knows why. And he knows why. You know I mean? it's, a, it's a classic. Same as John, is Wendell Fong here? No, there's no Wendell Fong here. <laughs> I mean that joke that joke's been posted probably once a month for five years and he'll always still reply or he'll write the same sort of thing. And and yeah, I mean that fan club means the world to me. It, it's hilarious. Mm. I mean, like I say, nearly 19,000 members, and we've got some brilliant people like creating memes on there and sending across the best gift they can find, congratulating people on birthdays or babies or new animals that they've got that they've named Niles or Daphne. I love and that. I think a lot of people see it as a family, but a lot of people see it as an escape. Mm. Again, it's like the podcast, something you can just sort of put your head into, focus on that, forget all the worries and stress of the world. And with, with the last year and what it's been like, uh, obviously with the pandemic worldwide and stuff, I think people have relied more on that sort of thing just to go, do you know what? I don't want to watch the news what I want to do is get stuck into Frasier and a little bit more. I don't want to watch an episode today, but I bet if I post something, someone's going to reply to me and we yeah. can have a real laugh here. Yeah. And 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 it happens and it and it's brilliant fun. And it and some people are so creative, it's just great fun to to see what comes out of that group every day. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree in, in the kind of the social um, and the kind of networking uh, experiences it offers, how how fundamental that's been to a lot of us over the last, you know, 18 yeah. months. Um, but I think the mod team, you know, yourself and John and Hamish and Robin and anyone else, is there any other mods around? Uh, we've got Patrick as well, Patrick, Patrick Kanzler. He's, um, of course, organiser of Fraser Fraser Crane Day. Fraser Crane Day every Fraser. year. I mean, he's... Every year. He's an amazing guy. Um, he is, he is. And I'm not pushing you into this, but you should have him on one day. because Oh, no, he, he's on he's the list. He's a character, and he, he's, he's on the list. absolutely amazing with the things he creates and the things that he does and the little competitions he runs. And I believe it wasn't last year. I think it was 2019. 
him and a load of members from Fraser Fan Club on Facebook actually decided to meet in Seattle and I they love did a Fraser, yeah. uh, Fraser Crane tour. So they went to the Space Needle. They all wore Fraser t-shirts. They went and rode the uh, what's the, the little train? The monorail. Around. That's it. The monorail. monorail. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. They went to the uh, the market. Do you know yes, what I mean? Had their, uh, had their pictures place, taken. Yeah. yeah. So anywhere that was in the that episode. They tried to go anywhere that was I on the location. I love that episode. I love and um, they went to the corner. I can't remember the address, so forgive me. The corner of where Nervosa was supposed to be. Oh, okay. So they went there and, and all that sort of thing. And he arranged all that. And, it, you know, there were some beautiful photos of, I think, him and maybe 10 to 12 others that had flown to Seattle just for that that day, that weekend. That's amazing. And obviously amazing. last year he couldn't do that because of the pandemic. So we put it all online and he did it as a group. And uh, he, he ran loads of competitions and gave things away. And I think John was doing drawings with the... Uh, Going through a pack of playing cards for who would yes, win, but John's yes. dogs were actually choosing the cards. Yeah, I remember PT had so, his hand in uh, in picking yeah, some out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Patrick's brilliant as well, and obviously, yeah, we still got Austin on board, Hamish, Robin, me, John. Yeah. So it's right. Yeah, I, I think all of you just deserve so much credit for just keeping the group running so smoothly. It's a bit like you know. It's a, it's a terrible analogy, but you know, you go to the supermarket and you buy something every week. If you go there and it's not there, you suddenly start questioning, oh, this supermarket's terribly rammed. Why hasn't this been restocked? <laughs> when you go there 99% of the time and it's there, you take for granted that they've taken care of everything behind the scenes and your, your yeah. experience is as smooth as possible. That's what it's like to me because like, I'm, you know, I, I have Facebook. I don't really kind of browse my timeline on it. Twitter is my, is my main use of, of social media. But when I go on Facebook now, and if I'm not using Messenger, it's because I just want to look at Fraser Fan Club. And I mean, having a news feed filled with kind of doom laden, you know, stuff about the news or having people quoting Fraser and just generally yeah. sharing in this kind of amenable spirit of, of the show and love for the show. It's just a no brainer what I'd rather see. Well, that's about as good as the reason. The only reason I've actually got Reddit, and I mean, I think Reddit mm. owes a lot to this podcast. The only reason I've got Reddit is because you guys use quite it. a few Before. people have recently got Reddit purely I had for the to download the damn app. <laughs> <laughs> and now the only thing that I've actually really got on there is Frasier, so I can see you guys and some of that stuff, and mm. uh, Frasier memes, which is a page. Obviously, I create a lot of memes on the club, so yeah. therefore I put them on Reddit, and I put so many on Reddit recently that one guy's actually turned around and said. We'd like you to be a moderator of Fraser memes on Reddit. So I'm mod on there. No way, yeah. really. I didn't know that. That's so cool. That one's a lot easier. There's a lot of bots that will take care of things if there's. Yeah, Reddit's words, pretty go good on. with that kind yeah, of. Yeah, Reddit will delete those. Facebook's is still a little bit behind on that, so it is a mm. lot of manual stuff. We have got a few systems in place for stopping certain conversations before we have to but i mean yes. the days of us reading every single word of every comment have gone thankfully it's, it's a just it's a lot of labor and it's something you're doing voluntarily and like it you just can't be expected to be policing that level of i mean eighteen thousand, you know people's worth yeah. of material it's it's too heavy even for a group of you know six mods or however many there are yeah l- luckily john's very good with the admins so when, mm. when people are trying to get in he is our gatekeeper and he's very very good at getting sort of you know just casting an eye on the cutting the bad apples out yeah (laughs) Uh, getting the black uh, balls out we are elitist as i said (laughs) we only the the best in (laughs) um i mean i've been i've been talking to you for nearly 40 minutes now steve i don't want to keep you here forever obviously you do have an evening that i've intrigued as long as you like will um but i would love to just kind of just if you could elude in as in as cryptic a way as possible this is entirely the ball is in your court we know you've been collecting a little bit of data some stats just a bit of like no 
nerdy kind of gump it, that we love on this podcast. It has become nerdy. For the live episode. <laughs> Do you want to kind of talk us a little bit about your process here? And you don't have to give too much away. Whatever you want to say, it's all yours. You know what? I've now got a uh, quite a thick A4 pad. Really? And uh, I have to write out every single episode title. Then yeah. it's season one, episode one. On the <laughs> <line>. <laughs> then it's coffee. Write the names of the five main <laughs> cast underneath. Are they going to drink coffee? I've also got a tally for how many beers Martin has, but it has to be in the apartment. Nice. And are, are you making a distinction between bottles, cans, glasses? He doesn't drink in bottles, baby. There you go. <laughs> I'm doing insane. Not I mean. anymore. Um, so it's it's got to be cans of Ballantines, and obviously it's in the apartment. I can't count any others because it was getting ridiculous. I tried to count uh, sherry and wine but then trying to identify sometimes because they will have a random glass they'll sometimes just pour something and you get or there's already one on the table who's it belong to um that's a little bit easier in nervosa generally if there's one on the table that person sits right next to it but if it's dinner you don't know who's having it so i cut that out quite quickly so we have got a coffee count coming We've got a beer count coming eventually. We have a rainy episode list. Which I am so excited for. You I know realize. you said someone else has already done it on Reddit, but I'm hoping that if I find that list, I'll be able to confirm mm-hmm. 100% if both of us are right, because hopefully I'll have exactly the same episodes as they yeah. were. But yeah. that doesn't have to be in the uh, in the apartment. That is just rain anywhere. As long mm-hmm. as it rains in the episode, it's it's on the list. I'm all, I'm all aboard. Um, a couple of other lists I was trying to do... Uh, one of the common ones is everyone always names how many people phrase your dates. Yes. It's very important to people how many people phrase your dates for some reason. Are we keeping it to just dates or are we talking sexual relations? Well, it's very hard to tell, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty, uh, it's pretty PG. <laughs> when was the last time, Fraser? Well, the tree was still the up. The tree was still up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was, it was cold outside. Um, the one list that I don't think I've ever seen is how many dates Daphne has before Niles. Mm. So, so I've got like started, Joe, Eric the Red. And... Yeah, I've tried to start making a few notes of anyone that, you know, Daphne starts to date. Uh, also a list of Martin, because Martin does have actually quite a few dates. Over he does, the, uh, he does. 10 or 11 years that they're, mm. you know, in the show. So Niles, believe it or not, doesn't have many. <laughs> He does. <laughs> very thought? irrelevant list that <laughs> but i thought daphne was an interesting one because i know that and it's not that i think you don't like her um <laughs> because but, i do but for the yeah. record i just have my, she hasn't shone too well i have my bugbears <laughs> but you know i do like her um but yeah i mean she's an interesting character in a lot of different ways but i think you know trying to find out some more history about her it would be good how many people she does date in the show because i think there's more than we think, and I think mm. everyone concentrates on her and Niles. I mean, a list of how many people Roz dates would be very different to how many Roz mentions. Yes. She consistently mentions two or three blokes probably in every episode. There's always a name drop, but yeah. yeah. In terms how of many actually physically goes on a date with who you see yeah. out there could be a very different number, but that might be another rewatch. But I mean, I just all of that is so teasing. I cannot wait for like you know to hear the the hard data, as it were, when we get well, to the live episode. I think um, probably the, the geekiest it gets is not only will there be a coffee count, but there'll be a list of every coffee that they order in Novosa. Oh, you've 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 got the name of the order. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! You, you name it, and and if it's nicknamed afterwards, like the gutless wonder, the gutless that's wonder. also next to it. So that's that the same coffee, but incredible. 
I just I thought it'd be interesting to find out the variety of coffees those boys actually drink. And so far in three three seasons, there's a lot. There's a lot. I can imagine <laughs> there is. I mean, the best the best thing is all of this information is just going to be so welcome to the people that listen to this podcast. Anyone listening to a, a podcast about a TV show like Frasier is going to be so receptive to that. Kind it of will be exclusive to you, obviously, once it's aired and once you've put that information out there, I will share it in Frasier Fan Club. But I've of kept course, that, I've kept it to myself for now because obviously I want it. To, I, as I, I think I sent you a voice message that day, didn't I? I think you uh, it was one of the episodes probably. I want to say about 10 or 11 weeks ago. And I think mm-hmm. you and Keith were talking and you said, oh, I'm really sorry. I've not quite kept up with the coffee, Karen. I think it's this. And I think I sent you a voice message on Facebook and said, Will, don't I've worry. Got a, I've got a proposition. <laughs> I mean, Do the coffee can is rewatch every episode. <laughs> it's extremely hard to keep track of this kind of stuff. So, like, you have so much admiration from me that you've kind of persevered with this. And you know, it's you easier for me because I'm not watching it in an analytical sense like you are. You're watching it to make bullet points about every part of the show. Mm. I'm literally watching for Daphne's mentioned a bloke. She's gone out on a date. Tick right down person's name. They've ordered two coffees. What did they order? Write the name down. Tick off two people who've ordered a coffee. Hope there's more in the next episode. If not, watch (laughs) an episode for nothing. And there is a couple of episodes I've sat through and I've gone, well, I better just make sure because I need to tick off if he has a beer. Great. He didn't have one. No one went to Nervosa. Daphne dated no one. It didn't rain. Yeah. Brilliant. (laughs) I still enjoyed the episode. And if if anyone's ever curious of what episode I'm watching, if you're on Fraser Fan Club, you'll see probably a quote and that will be the episode I'm watching. Yeah, so at yeah. the moment that's where they're coming from that's good to know actually you do put a quote <laughs> you know put quotes up quite a lot and i'm thinking is that you know something he's watching right now yeah you'll notice I've, i think i've got three episodes left of season three maybe yeah two or three i think mm-hmm. and that should be i mean what is it now it's friday night tonight so yeah it we're is. looking at saturday sunday i should have that wrapped up and uh, you'll be getting a full report <laughs> i love it i mean this episode i should say will be either be going out tonight on friday the 23rd or tomorrow saturday the 24th so listeners whenever you're listening you'll you will know when it's come out um that means we have frazier um the focus group to record next week and then the live episode um more info on that will be posted on frazier fan club and on twitter and stuff and we'll try and i I still don't quite know how we're gonna what time we're gonna be doing it what the work you know the the kind of setup's gonna be because we want to get as many people involved as possible and get a bit of a webinar vibe going um and I want people to be able to, you know, contribute listener mail in person at the end and stuff. So more information on that is is coming. Um, but Steve, I mean, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, thank you so much for helping out with, you know, this emergency recording, but also just bringing <laughs> so much kind of rich material um, to kind of, you know, to bear on our listeners. Um, it's so nice to hear from someone who's so ingratiated with FFC and who's been such a big part of the way this podcast has grown. Um, and also just to kind of pick your encyclopedic knowledge of the show is always a pleasure. So thank you so oh, much for coming You're on. more than welcome. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on. And obviously, thanks for asking me and uh, inviting me to be part of this world-renowned 100,000 download <laughs> podcast. I mean, what more That's too much. Is? That's too much. Um, to be honest, but... I mean, you, you think about 18 months ago when I started listening to this, never did I think, one day I might be interviewed on this. <laughs> that doesn't come into your head. When someone says, would you like to listen to my podcast? Being 18 months, do you want to come on? You don't think that's going to happen. And, you know, and, and yeah, it is surreal. And, and being part of it is brilliant. So, yeah, thank you very much for inviting me to be uh to be the interviewee tonight an absolute pleasure steve um and listeners we will be back with the focus group very soon so thank you for listening to we're listening hey baby i hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs oh my 
And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 